the realization that entrepreneurship is really only as lonely as you make it. And for me, a mastermind is, is about that. It is, yes, there's the leaders in the mastermind and they're the people that are going to pour into your business. And all of that is extremely valuable. But for me and my human and what I desire in life is connection and stronger connections, not just with mentors, but with peers. And the, you know, the mastermind being able to connect and have these really deep conversations with people who just get it is worth it. What is keeping you from growing your business to the next level? I'm Jess Bergio, one of the hosts here for Fast Foundations, the podcast. Between the three of us, my co-host Jim, RT, and I have grown several businesses scaling beyond seven figures. And you know what? Not a single one of those businesses came with a blueprint. For years, we poured time and resources into our businesses, from salons, tech companies, and product-based businesses, navigating success and failures on our own. For all of us, though, it began to change in 2019 when we found a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and industry leaders to mentor us. That community was Fast Foundations. Just like the mastermind, we're bringing on experts and having discussions to give you tips to not only improve the foundational skill sets you need, but to also fast track your growth. We'll dive into the core pillars of what will make your business succeed. Whether you have a brand new idea that you're looking to turn into a business, or you're already a successful entrepreneur looking to scale, this community is here to take you to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Fast Foundations, the podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with another beautiful guest who has been a alumni of Fast Foundations, the mastermind, Laura Sinclair. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So excited. So we always love to like dive right into the story and just kind of share why it is that you join Fast Foundations, the mastermind. But first, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and what your business is? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. So you may hear it in my voice. If you are not familiar with Canadians, you're wondering what this accent is. I am Canadian, but I am a business mentor and a social media strategist. I support business owners through coaching and courses, and I also run a full service social media marketing agency. Wow. That is awesome. So was that always the backstory or was there something prior to you diving into social media? Cause we know it didn't exist 10, 12 years ago. So yes. What was the back? Yeah. Backstory? I know. Mark- oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when totally. I was 12, no. <laughs> How far back are we going? Um, no, so I actually started my career working corporate. So I started working in public relations in, it would have been 2008. So when social media was very new, so brands were just discovering social media for the first time. It was back in the days where they let interns run brand Twitter accounts and I was the intern. So I had a very quick introduction to social media early on in my career, but I've been in the social media space for about 15 years. So for quite some time, but I took a little bit of a hiatus. So in 2014, I left the corporate world. I was running digital marketing and social media strategies for some really big brands, brands like Nike and BMW, things that brands that everybody knows. Uh, And I quit and I ran a gym for, I bought a CrossFit gym and I ran a CrossFit gym for five years. I decided that I, I was done with the corporate world and I didn't have entrepreneurs in my family, so I didn't really know what that looked like, but decided that uh, enough was enough. I was wired as an entrepreneur and ran a gym for five years. And then in March 2020, when we all closed down for two weeks out of an abundance of caution, I was eight weeks pregnant and my gym was then closed for five months straight. Uh, And then we had to make the decision to close the gym. Mm -hmm. So then in the beginning of 2021, January, 2021, I started this business, my online business. 
That's amazing. I know COVID was like so detrimental to so many businesses, but at the end of the day, I wonder, you know, had that not happened, where would your gym be right now? Probably thriving, doing amazing. Mm. Um, but what you're doing now is so impactful for so many other people on such a larger scale. And you can help so many more people versus having a brick and mortar in one location that you really can't, you know, have that kind of impact that your education and career gave you before to really help like streamline people's social media and get them out into front in front of more people to help them grow their businesses. So I want to say thank you because we need more people doing what you're doing. And I think that's where we have a mutual friend, Jackie Service. Uh, Jackie and I were both in Fast Foundations, uh, the mastermind, the very first round back in early 2019. And I know you had followed closely with her journey in that. And that led you down the path of waiting till we were back live and in person doing this mastermind the way we are now. Uh, to join again and can you talk us a little bit through like how you fell into like the knowingness of the mastermind obviously through her but then the process of how you decided that this was the thing for you yeah so jackie and i went to university mcmaster university in hamilton ontario together and uh, i had sort of followed her career we both came up in corporate and when she started doing this online business thing she left corporate i was still i think i, I think i must have been no i must have been at the gym but i remember thinking to myself what is she doing and through kind of creeping around on her Instagram, not really wanting to ask the questions or not being sure what questions to even ask, I discovered Chris and Lori and was seeing her stories and posts about being at Fast Foundations. But I was in a place where my identity was very much wrapped up in my gym. So the idea of doing an online business that didn't feel like something that I could do, I owned a gym, that was my, you know, if you run a brick and mortar business, which I know you have, you are you know, in that location all the time, it's really difficult to think beyond those four walls. But then I felt ready. I started my online business, but it was, it was COVID and I didn't want to do anything else virtual. I had two little kids. So my son was three months old, actually, when I started my online business and wasn't really able to leave, but also just not really in that, in that place. So when it came back, when I uh, had seen that there was going to be in-person events, I reached out to Jackie and said, Hey, you know, I'm not sure if this is the thing for me, but I'm, I'm really interested in Jackie encouraged me to sign up. So I did. And here we are. That's amazing. So one of the key things, it's funny because several years ago, I wasn't quite sure what a mastermind was. And then when yeah. I think I thought I knew what a mastermind meant, I thought it was for like really high level CEO type of people who like only the elite, like the, the CEO VIPs got to go into this room and mastermind. And it wasn't yeah. until like Chris explained it and talked about this high level one, again, like how I thought they were only for high level people making, you know, half a million or more in their business. Uh, where he was like, no, early stage entrepreneurs need masterminds too to help people pour into their ideas and give them accessibility to their networks and all of those sorts of things. So what does a mastermind or what have you discovered a mastermind truly means to you? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the ex early experiences that I had in entrepreneurship, both in the gym and when I started my online business was loneliness, right? You don't often say you don't understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur unless you are one. But when you are doing the day to day of running a brick and mortar or managing, taking care of a three month old and building a business, you don't really have time to go out and seek connection. And no, for me, no, you don't, no, you don't, you don't even have time to shower. <laughs> like you're lucky if you go to the bathroom by yourself. Anybody else have small children or have had children? You can just pause and shake your head and laugh and slightly cry a little bit with just that comment. I mean it, come on. Yeah, no, you don't have time. 
but this was, you know, this was the the logic for me. It was that entrepreneurship is lonely. I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to just keep being lonely. But the mastermind, you know, the the realization that entrepreneurship is really only as lonely as you make it. And for me, a mastermind is is about that. It is, yes, there's the leaders in the mastermind and they're the people that are going to pour into your business. And all of that is extremely valuable. But for me and my human and what I desire in life is, is connection and stronger connections, not just with mentors, but with peers and the, you know, the mastermind being able to connect and have these really deep conversations with people who just get it is worth it. Yeah, no, you nailed it right there. And that's really, that, that hits home for me too, because it was really at the point where I joined, like my business and everything was really good. And if you, if you've listened to this podcast before the episode with Jessica Jovanovich and I, where we talked a lot about like, things in our business were really good. And what we just knew there was something missing or there was more that we need needed to get around. And for me, it was like that peer to peer conversations where you could actually share some really big ideas and dreams with people without them looking at you sideways, like what? Like, why would you yeah. even do that? Or that's a crazy idea or nobody would be interested in that. Or, you know, it's, it's way more fun to put yourself in rooms where people are like, that's crazy, but like, how can I help you figure that out? Um, let's go sit down and like work some things out or you being able to express that you need something and having somebody in a room full of people be like, I know somebody who can help you with that. It's like, you're always one question or one comment or one person away from like the next right answer or the next step that you need in your business. And I feel like, you know, that's to me what I discovered a mastermind is and can be. And I think sometimes we use these big high level words and CEO type of of life and it's it's not it's just really about the connection and the community and it usually stems from whoever's facilitating and now we have uh mm. Jim carter who him and i were in the very first round back in 2019 together he's a tech genius and really just pours in from the tech side of like systems and strategies and processes but also you know he brings i think some fun aspects of sharing stories and things that he's built along the way and like how building out teams and growing things like an agency like you have can can really be a lot easier than we think. And you nailed it with, it doesn't have to be lonely. It's as lonely as we want to make it. And so let's just squash that whole, it's lonely at the top. No, it's like when everyone else is at the top and they're like role, it's like nice to be able to sit down in the room with people who just get it. You like, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah you can choose to be lonely if you want. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, or you can choose to put yourself in the room, even if it feels scary. Well, let's talk about scary because, you know, I've been through several of the rounds as a coach and, and it everybody's fucking scared. I think a Everyone. lot of people are scared of the financial commitment, of the time commitment, because it's not like a six day or six week, it's six months. You're, you're, you're paying for six months, which the value is there of what you get. But I think a lot of times for me, especially like I, I didn't quite feel worthy enough of investing that much money in myself, let alone, I didn't even know what I was really getting into. I went into it. If you listen to the very first and second episodes of this podcast, Jim Carter and I really talk about, we wanted to join just for some high level friends that would let us <laughs> just like talk about shit like this. I had no business goal. I had no dream. I had no online business to start with. I don't know if you knew that, but I just did. I, like, did. I just wanted to make friends and, yeah. um, you know, it, it was scary. And that first time getting in person, you could feel the energy of scaredness. That's not even a word, but you could feel the energy in the room of like, <gasps> I don't know. And then the judging starts happening. Right? You're like judging yourself. You're judging everyone around. She looks really put together. She must be really smart. I bet she has a really successful business. I bet she's yeah. so well-spoken on that microphone. And, um, you know, Jackie and I both, I think we're brought to tears um, with emotion because we were so grateful to be in that room. But then we also quickly realized like, 
how much we needed this connection and the community. And I know you and I've sat with each other a few times in person, and I know that happened kind of to you too. Will you share that like yes. moment that kind yeah. of, and it wasn't just a moment. Like it, it, No, it was not a moment. It was the entire first in person. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's so interesting. So, you know, I have been an entrepreneur now for eight years. I spent the first, you know, five and a half really in the gym world. And during that time, I, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter and my son will be two in October. So um, I've been sort of building this, building businesses, going through entrepreneurship and also going through the transition of motherhood, which presents a huge loss of self for a lot of people and sort of a rebuilding of self. And so I've been kind of doing all of these things at once. I've been building, you know, what I believe to be a successful business. I've been in my, in full time as an entrepreneur plus also raising two children and trying to maintain, you know, a household and a relationship and all of those things. Like it's a lot. And I didn't really realize how much it was until I sat in the chair in Arizona and someone handed me a microphone because it was the first time in nearly five years that I had been away from my family and been away from that role and all of the responsibilities that I carry in my life. And so, yeah, anytime anyone handed me a mic, I went to speak and it was like this feeling of just, A, like relief, <laughs> B, and realization of just how far away I'd gotten from taking care of myself, but also how badly I just needed to be in that room and just feeling so grateful that I did it. So good. I mean, I wonder how many people listening right now, maybe it's you listening, feel that way. They feel like they don't want to take up space and they don't want to be, you know, the one who can't keep their shit together. We always want to put on this facade of like, I'm good. Everything's good. I got this. And yeah. uh, I don't know about you. It sounds like similar. You know, I have an almost 11 year old and he was at the time, if this was like three years ago, you know, I was seven, eight years old. I, I feel that part of the motherhood and that, and that everybody else's shit comes before yours. And like, mm -hmm. this is often sometimes people's first opportunity to pour back into themselves after years and years of not doing that. Um, or maybe even for the very first time. And I, I think like you, cause I know you've just signed up for the next round. Um, yeah. The first round is almost like this realization of all the things you needed personally and the space you needed to grow into of, really seeing yourself as this entrepreneur that can be successful and build a scalable agency and like build a team and be the leader that, you know, this is going to require of you. It's like some next level shit. And, and it brings up a lot yeah. of attention and it's so wonderful. Like we've seen so many of the members, like I'm not saying we have a cry fest all the time. You guys, <laughs> but listen, if you, it happens. If you have a business, you probably cry silently inside a lot. If it's not <laughs> externally. Okay. Like male, female, I don't care what you are. We all have emotions and we all need a place to be able to be seen and heard. And I feel like when it goes to the level of not only being seen and heard, but also a place where like feedback is welcome of like, I see this in you. I see the greatness in you. I see how you're kind of getting in your own way. I see where you yeah. can maybe use some support. You know, it just, it's like we all paid to be in a place where we could hold space for each other, but also receive um, which is hard for a lot of people. Some people think that they don't need to receive, that their place is just to like serve and give, give, give. But but really, you know, if our cup's not full, we can't we can't serve. You can't serve from an empty cup. And if you do, it's going to come off very, 
you know, scarcity mindset in it, or like if you try to sell something, it's going to just come off a little frustrated. And, you know, people are going to be like, yeah. hey, I don't know if I want to work with that person. But you ever seen someone on social media just showing up so rooted in like why they're doing what they're doing? They really know, you know, who they are. Um, anybody you watch on social media, like there's so many people I can think of. I remember them joining and then watching the evolution of like that first six months, the next six months if they joined again. And a lot of people went from, you know, Fast Foundations, the mastermind into Chris's elite level mastermind where they had to be making half a million a year just to qualify. So those quantum leaps of being able to support yourself and show up in business and ask for those those peers to connect with is amazing. So do you have any funny stories or like laughable like connections that you made that were just like super impactful in the group? Oh, I feel like I have so many. Like I think that you know, not maybe not so much funny stories because I don't know how much laughing I was really doing. <laughs> so no, but you know, I think I think the uh, the one really funny story that I do have is I remember after Arizona, it, the those first few days had been really emotional for me. And the first dinner, I don't know if I've told you the story, but the very first dinner we get there, the celebration dinner, and we have assigned seating. And I walk in and I see my name, and I'm like, okay, great, like this is this is me. Well, who's next to me? But Chris Harder. And I'm like, I think at this point, I just wanted to sit in the back of the room. I just wanted to let it all happen, you know? And I had this sort of moment where I was like, has somebody made a mistake? I'm not sure that this was supposed to be where I'm sitting. I'm probably supposed to be somewhere else. And I had a little bit of a moment where I had to take more than a few deep breaths and get more than a few a few pep talks. But like Chris is so down to earth and and so friendly. So it was totally fine that I had this sort of panic moment. But I think at the same time, it was such a gift because it was my tendency is to sit in the back of the room. My tendency is to want to just sit and listen and call myself shy and leave it, leave it that way. But it was like, that's what I wanted to do. And the universe was like, nope. Or whoever was in charge of table setting that day was like, nope, Laura, you're sitting right here. Have fun. And it was great. It was just, you know, these are the, these are the gifts of, of Fast Foundations I keep on giving. Seriously, and that's the power of just showing up, right? Like that's obviously not the end all be all. Like you could have showed up, sat next to him and not said a fucking word to him. But yeah, we started conversation. I'm sure you felt like there was some sort of like, like relatability, like, okay, like I've looked at you as some like God given, like, oh my God, you're such an amazing this, that or whatever. But oh, wow, you're down to earth human. You're just like, yeah. Um, yeah. But you've had a lot of success because you keep showing up and doing the work. And, you know, it's great when, you know, somebody like Chris and Lori can start something and then see the value in two other people to keep the legacy going like Jim and RT and then them to see in me some greatness to start this podcast with them and then really like expand that into like sharing your stories and everyone else who's gone through the program because again, like nobody's better than anybody else. Just no. some of us are a few steps ahead of the next guy. But that's the whole point of this mastermind and why we have this podcast is to, if you're listening, remind you that you are also worthy to sit at that table and maybe yeah. you'll get stuck sitting next to one of us in the next round if you hop in. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll make you want to share. We'll be ready for you. <laughs> um, or maybe you could be the sneaky one who shows up early and switches your name and puts it by the person you want to sit next to. It's like, you know, those are the people I see really benefiting from things like a mastermind is like not just showing up and sitting in the back of the room, but walking in that room and deciding that you paid to be here. So yeah. you better show the fuck up. You know, because a lot of people, I mean, I think I'll tell a story with, I, th I tell a story a lot. Lori Harder shared with me one time the attrition rate of people who didn't actually show up to her program who had paid. So she used to have a three-day live in person called the Bliss Project. Mm -hmm. 
And at the end of like the first day, there'd still be a stack of like name tags of people who hadn't shown up. And they weren't people who had called to say they canceled and wanted their money back or like, can I transfer my, they were just people who didn't show up. It was like 18% of people who bought a ticket didn't show up. And I think she did one step even further because she noticed after like the second year of doing it, like that was kind of the percentage of people who weren't showing up. And she was like, this is wild. This is like a $500 ticket. You know, people, I don't know, anything could have happened. Right. But she started to pull the people who weren't coming and they, I got scared. I didn't think I could, you know, be in this group of people. And they, and this was just like a sit in the audience and listen to speakers type of event. There was some workshop to it, but it was just wild to me, really opened my eyes at, and I went to the event myself the first time alone. And I was even a little nervous and kind of like, I didn't know what to expect, but I was like, just show up. But where did I sit? In the back of the room. And who did I talk mm. to? Nobody. Nobody. And I remember leaving thinking you didn't play full out. Like you didn't give yourself mm. the opportunity to connect with people. And why, why didn't you? Do you feel like you're better yeah. than them? No. Do you feel like you didn't know how to start a comp? There were so many questions. And I think when you get into more of an intimate setting, like a mastermind that has like less than 50 people, it's a lot easier to start a conversation with somebody at lunch or to stick around a little bit longer or show up early for coffee and like, just say, hello, what do you do? Who are you? Like, maybe we have something in common, even though you might not feel like you do. Those stories get told over and over again in the groups of like how we judge ourselves and how we judge other people. Like by accident or on purpose or the stories we've told ourselves. And even in the thirties, forties, like moms, like we are, you know, you think to yourself, man, you think I'd have the shit figured out by now, <laughs> but still sometimes I no. back of the room and not play yeah. full out. And it's like the people I see really like stepping into themselves, get the most out of this mastermind and get the most out of networking, growing their community and all of that stuff. So you have so much knowledge in marketing social media and brand strategy i pulled a few things off of your instagram to share with the audience so that they can have some takeaways and tips for today does that sound good we can go over some things yeah okay so one of the ones you did was three tip three tips to change in order to sell more on social media so if you're listening to this podcast you probably have a product or a service or maybe a brick and mortar or maybe you're thinking about getting one of those and Laura made this really clear, simple post about the three things you need to do in order to sell the thing that you are trying to get out into the world. The first thing she talked about was have a clear messaging strategy, right? Really get into the why of what you're doing. Do you want to deep dive into all three of these? Because it was there was three of them. Do you yeah. remember those? I mean, I don't exactly, but I have an idea of what the, th- the three things were. So you can feed them to me. Okay. But yeah, and, and as far as clarity, right? Have clear messaging. I think so often in the uh, desire to be clever, we stop actually being clear. And it's so important to understand, (laughs) are you guilty? (laughs) That's okay. Everybody's business exists to make somebody's life easier, better, or more interesting, right? And if you don't understand how your product or service does that, it's really hard for the person that you want to buy it to understand that as well. And having that really clear messaging around how your offer achieves that for somebody and communicating it regularly is super important because when you're trying to be too clever, you lose being clear. And then when people are confused, they don't buy. Right. And you are very, like you are very, like people have about three seconds before mm-hmm. they lose interest. And if they're confused, they're just swiping out of your page. So if something took them to your page, if something got them to click on a link that you have, yeah, you better be very, very clear as to how you can make their life. What did you say? More interesting? Easier, better, or more interesting. Easier, better, or more interesting. I love that. Okay, the yeah. second tip that you give is not selling enough. So basically not talking yeah. about what you have to offer enough. Yeah. And you also said yeah. that people need 
to see something about seven times in order to click on it, purchase it, or make it like a hell, a hell yes. Yeah, to make to take the action. You know, so often I think a lot of people really feel sticky about selling. We create a lot of stories around, oh, I don't want to be too salesy. I don't want to talk about that too much. But if you've talked about your offer one time, you posted one Instagram story and 30 people saw it one time or 50 people saw it, that's not enough. And now you're upset that people aren't buying. Like the statistic is in marketing, whether you own a fortune five, you're a fortune 500 company marketer, or you are running the brick and mortar business next door, seven times a person needs to see a message on average. That's just the average to take meaningful action. So so often we're just not talking about our offers enough in enough different ways, right? There's lots of ways to sell, lots of ways to talk about what you have, but so often we just don't do it enough in a way that truly connects with people. So true. And I know it's like they say your stories are for your already built audience. So the followers you already have to sell in the story. So if you are yeah. using your social media, as a way to market your business and talk about your business, but you're worried about people finding you annoying, that was a hard one for me to adjust to. And maybe mm. you need to create a separate business page if you still wanna just post stuff about your kids and your sandwich and your Starbucks on your personal page um, and not have the stress of that being the focus. But if you are focusing on growing your business and getting your shit out to more people, you know they need to see the thing and you need to be able to catch them at a time where it makes sense for them. So some people are scrolling yeah. in random places, right? I.e. the bathroom while they're at the stoplight. <laughs> like, that might be not be the time they take action. <laughs> stuff yeah, but if we yeah. see oh my god jessica's so excited about this thing she's every time i open it that's what she's talking about they're either gonna unfollow me because they're not my ideal client and, they don't and that's me. great that's all awesome. that's actually <laughs> you gone woo i'm always thankful when i look at my numbers and i dropped off by five i was like oh i must have said something that somebody mm. was really uninterested in and i'm glad yeah. they left right i did not have that perspective before i was like numbers 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 more likes more yeah. people and i'm like listen i only have the capacity to service so many people so you know, if I'm losing people by talking about what I'm doing and selling, awesome, cool. Yeah. Hopefully it whittles down and gets in front of the people that really need to see the shit. Okay, and the third thing that you say on a tip to change in order to sell more is to build a community. So before mm. we dive into this one, I wanna share with the people the mistake that I made when I first transitioned from my behind the chair business, doing hair, right? So my goal was to get butts in seats, but really at the time I wanted to move away from services uh, behind the chair and into online services of like coaching other hairdressers and other salon owners. But nobody knew me as that. I hadn't built a community of making anybody aware that that's what I did. Um, yeah. I tried to create a program first and then sell it to an audience of nobody. Zero. So how many people bought it? Zero, because nobody knew what the fuck I was doing. So yeah. you reverse engineer all of those. Those are almost the order in which you need to start showing up, right? So the community aspect. Talk to us a little bit about building the community because I think people hear that and they're like, when they're like, pull your audience, talk to your people. Some people are like, I don't have a community. I don't have people to talk to this, sell it to. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think when people start, they don't, they take for granted that the first people that you're going to sell to are people that you already know, the people that are already in your community. So the word community can mean a lot of different things. And Chris and Lori talk about this on their podcast a lot is creating spaces where you want to hang out. So that community can be on social media, but it could be a meetup group. It could be joining a mastermind, but building community around, you know, a group of people, people buy from people, people buy from people that they like, that they know, know, like, and trust. You hear about this all the time. But at the end of the day, relationships in business 
are everything. We are all in the relationship business. We're all in the people business. And you can stand on a box and yell at the top of your lungs that you are selling something. But if nobody gives a shit, can we share swear on this podcast? We just did. Yeah. Um, can we listen, right? Like nobody cares. They're not, they're not going to buy. So really being able to create community around a subject, right? Yes, you know, you're you're helping people in the beauty industry, but you're not just talking about the thing that you have for sale. You're going to talk about your own experiences, what that's like, and you're creating community around that shared experience. And so much of that is missed in marketing because brands will just show up and they just talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. But really what they lose is that there is shared experience in all of your ideal clients, whatever it is you're selling, right? Whether you're selling a widget, you're selling coaching, you're selling a mastermind, it's all shared experience. And can you create a place where people want to hang out or people want to meet around that? Because when you can pull those people together, selling there is, it's easy. Yeah, no, it is. And you've brought people together. So it's like you're killing two birds with one stone by growing your own community, but also creating connection. And the meetups was a great idea. Lori was the one who like pushed me to do that. And that's where I kind of paused and I created my beauty networking groups for hairdressers. Mm -hmm. I was like, if I want to coach and sell to hairdressers as a way, like I need to get them together. And then I need to yeah. do a little market research while I'm here and give them a survey and ask them what it is that they need and how can I support them? So then I could build a course and a program around what they were actually struggling with, not what I thought yeah. they were struggling with or what I thought they wanted to hear. Right. I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is they create a product or service that they think people want versus like, what do people, what is trending right now? And how can I fill a gap in what's out there that needs to be filled? Um, because yeah. I think a lot of like creatives and entrepreneur type minded people can do a lot of things well. And that's where the, what she's talking about clarity versus being clever comes into play. Like if somebody goes to my page, like I'm kind of in a transition phase where it's a little bit unclear what I'm doing. <laughs> I have a podcast. I now I'm podcasting for Fast Foundations and Mastermind. I'm now, I have a creative space. I, like I have a lot of stuff going on. And so someone- They're multi-passionate. We'll I'm multi-passionate, but I also- <laughs> I, I also started a membership and it's like, I just had a strategy call with our friends at the social snippet who are taking over my social media soon. Amazing. And like two things, we're focusing on your podcast and your membership. You can do all the other things, but we're not gonna talk about those until these ones are monetized to the level you'd like them to be. And then yeah. move on to like branching out. And sometimes that's what's nice. Like I would have never met these girls if it hadn't been from being part of the mastermind still and the ripple effect of, you know, staying close to these kind of communities that has helped grow me. Um, and it's been cool because I've got to transition. And I think we've watched so many people come in with like one idea. I don't know yeah. if you notice this. And then they kind of like really figure out what lights them up or maybe what their zone of genius is or their zone of excellence or whatever. And they'll start to lean more into that. And that kind of goes back to the like worthiness piece of could I actually start my own agency? Like how you're, you've rolled, you're mm -hmm. on a team, like doing all the things. So yeah. if people did want to work with you, where could they find you? The easiest place to find me is Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time, but my website, I, I sent you the link. I know you're going to put that in the show notes, but it's laura-sinclair.com. Um, but Instagram is a great place to hang out with me. I'm always in my DMs. They are always open. And I would love, I, if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. I'm always, always doing that. So happy to connect always. Yes. And if you are listening, you guys go straight to her Instagram and follow her and then just kick your feet up, grab a notepad, or you could probably just save the <laughs> post. But she gives away so much free content on how to grow on social media with ease, right? How to grow your business yeah. on social media. She makes things that seem so weak, like who doesn't like to overwhelm themselves, right? It's so much easier than you think. And I feel like yeah. you 
you deliver content and the way that you break things down, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Just do that one thing, Jessica. Like, it's not that serious. Like she just gave us those three tips on get your messaging clear, yeah. start talking about it and get your community together, figure out who they want. And it's usually who you want to hang out with. So it's kind of a win mm -hmm. situation, right? So now I get to yeah. hang out with a bunch of other cool hairdressers who tell me what they need and then I get to create shit for them. It's like super win-win. So good. And I'm so excited that you're in the next round. We are yeah. starting kickoff is September 12th and our first live in person is in Laguna Beach and you and I are going to get up early and go surfing one morning. Yeah, I'm in. I'm excited. I listen. I heard Alex say it on the podcast and I was like, excuse me, I want to go surfing. Yes. Oh my God. So if you want to surf with us, if you want to jump in on this round, please, please, please uh, click the link in the show notes and, and join us. If it's not this round, get on the wait list for the next round because this is just something that obviously we've tried to put into words and explain how much of an impact it's had on us. But like Laura, she's going in for a second round, not just, you know, stopping at the first one, because we know when we stay in community, we can really start to build momentum and success loves, you know, momentum and speed. And so stay when you start to get a little bit, you put the pedal down even harder, right? It's like, okay, yeah, it's go time. All right, cool. I can't wait to see where I'm going to be six months from now. I know it's going to be a totally different place, which is awesome. I love that you just said that for yourself. I was literally just going to say that. I can't wait to see where <laughs> everyone's going to be. I can't wait to see where I'm going to be. And if yeah. you were listening, feeling like, fuck, I want to know where I'm going to be in six months, like jump in, make it a hell yes. It, it should be one of two things. You're either going to waste your time trying to keep doing it on your own, or you're going to pay to kind of skip the line and go a little faster with a group of people who want to push you to the top of the hill. So if that doesn't sound good, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so much love. If you're loving these episodes, it would mean the world. If you could tag us and share us on social media at Fast Foundations, you can check out everything about the mastermind at fastfoundations.com. You can find Laura on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jessica Bergio. We love serving you. We love giving you tips to help grow your business online, in person, whatever it is that you are going to. Is that my, that's my new word. Your goal, you're going to. You like that? Going. I like it. Kind of like it's kind of like bowling, going. The brilliant ideas will strike you. Um, but we're so excited you're here and listening to this podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more free business tips like this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at fast.foundations. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? We want to know. Tag us on Instagram, share this episode with a friend, and leave us a five-star rating and review so we can reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. We're so glad to have you as part of our community. Go to our website, fastfoundations.com, for details on our next in-person event. This podcast is sponsored by Carter & Custer Agency at carterandcuster.com.